listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. A Twitter poll question. Does televised esports with your favorite athletes mic'd up have any appeal to you without live sports? What a perfect segue, Gordon, to welcome our guest, Jacob Wolf. He covers esports for ESPN. Jacob Wolf, Larry Hardesty, and Gordon Damer in the Big Apple. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? We're doing good, Jacob. Now, let's give us the genesis of this MLB The Show, which I'm watching on Twitter right now. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i not super tuned in with MLB The Show, um, but it recently released a couple of weeks ago, the game itself. Um, and, yeah, there's this huge influx, as sort of you alluded to in uh, your Twitter question, is there's this huge sort of emphasis on trying to find what sports fans may be interested in uh, relative to esports uh, now that there is no sports thanks to the suspension of uh, leagues due to the coronavirus. So there's this massive sort of content bidding war and, and uh, also just sort of content va- or content vacuum that exists that people are trying to figure out on how to fill. And there's a lot of ideas on how to do that. And so MLB the show or MLB the show competitions are a part of that. And, and uh, I think we will continue to see more and more and more, uh, including tomorrow on ESPN uh, when the uh, league championship series airs on, on ESPN too. So that's uh, plenty of stuff coming, I think. Jacob, how much do you think that this was an offshoot of uh, NASCAR? It seemed like NASCAR was the first one to kind of try this type of thing with the athletes, you know, the the drivers doing it themselves, and it seemed to really get some good pub, and it now seems like everybody's trying to find their version of this. How much do you think it played off of that? I think it's a part of it, right, like that. Um, the Fox Sports 1 uh, NASCAR iRacing competition that featured uh, professional NASCAR drivers, mm-hmm. um, that was the highest rating or highest rated esports event ever televised. Um, not in general. Obviously, esports is a primarily online community, and so online tournaments do millions and millions of views. Um, but for television, at least, it was nearly a million views, uh, viewers. And I think a lot of television executives uh, saw that and were incredibly intrigued immediately. So, Jacob, what is, for, for some of us who are just getting into this, the appeal of watching possibly your favorite athlete playing a video game uh, against and, and so interesting for me, uh, Jacob, what teams they pick. You know, because they very rarely they pick their own team. Like with NBA, mm-hmm. with NBA 2K, they never pick their own team. They always pick somebody else's team. A lot of LeBron playing <laughs> and, and Giannis yeah. playing in, in, in NBA 2K. So talk to me a little I mean, bit about you the play, attraction. Would you want to play as, like, would you want to play as the Phoenix Suns if you were Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton? Let's be real. No, no, I guess I would. Although, although if I'm Devin Booker, if I'm Devin Booker though, Jacob, I'm not passing the ball. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and actually, he said he said on Twitter when um, somebody asked him why he doesn't play his own own team, he said because uh, 2K had messed up his character, uh, meaning that they didn't do a good job of replicating him in the game, in his opinion. Yeah. So. Jacob, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that is that simple, though, right? Like the the best teams in the game are like the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, coincidentally, also some of the best teams in the actual NBA. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, play play what's strong, right? Uh, even if it's not your own team. What games? What's the most important aspect to get a game heavily viewed? Is it the game itself in, in this environment? Would it be having stars of the sport involved to get the people to watch? What What's the main appeal to people who watch video games? So it depends, right? So the people that watch videos on television are not the same people that watch video games on uh, the internet. 
So the highest viewed video games in the world um, are like League of Legends, which is like a five on five multi-person online battle arena. Um, Very strategic game, hugely popular in China, which is why it does so well. Uh, 81 million unique viewers in 2019 for its world champion, just its world championship, which is a six week event. So really like a huge deal. Um, But League of Legends you know, we're putting or ESPN's putting it on television uh, starting tomorrow um, on ESPN two. But historically, like it's been on TV before, and and it's not done great um, because it's it's just a game that like the, to really truly understand it, you have to play it. And a lot of people either can't play it because they don't own a computer good enough to play it. Uh, it's not available on console, um, or uh, they don't want to play it. Obviously, um, but it's still the biggest game in the world because of the player base. And the player base is massive in China. It's the biggest play. It's the most played PC game in the world, even more than Fortnite, um, which says something. Um, oh. So I think that in terms of what works on television specifically. You know, I think that's a question still a little bit unanswered. Um, you know, I think the NBA 2K tournament, NBA 2K players tournament is a little bit of an experiment in that regard. Um, and I think that the iRacing event that you referred to and uh, the NASCAR iRacing event that happened mm-hmm. on Fox Sports 1 is also a little bit of an experiment in that regard. Um, generally, I think that people are still trying to figure out what the TV viewer likes. And I think in this environment, it's interesting, too, because there isn't anything to watch. And so mm-hmm. if there's nothing to watch, you know, like why you may give something a, a, or shot. something new a shot. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are in that position right now with the 2K players tournament. Um, you know, so I, I I think that the jury's still out there. I don't think that people know what, you know, because the, the audience for esports online is 18 to 35 year olds. But we know the people that watch, you know, ESPN and Fox Force One are generally over the age of 40. So, you know, their their taste and interest may be completely different from uh, maybe completely different from the rest of us. You know, I'm, I'm 23 years old and that's uh, like my interests are very different than someone who's over the age of 40. Um, and so, yeah, I think that the jury's still out on, in terms of what works uh, on TV. And I think that there, you're going to see a lot of experimentation in the lack of live sports uh, right now. So, Jacob, in covering esports for ESPN, take me through where it's where it started to where it is now, and where you see it going. Yeah, so I started writing about esports uh, while I was in college, studying computer information systems in 2014, um, in my fall semester of my sophomore year, um, and I ended up uh, writing for a, a website called Dot Esports. Uh, it was the day, part of the Daily Dot back then, which is a culture internet culture website. Um, and, and they were like the big dogs back then. And then in 2015, um, in 2015, ESPN uh, announced that they were going to be starting a department. Um, Mina Kimes, a prolific writer at ESPN, um, published a uh, faker or an article on Faker, who was like the best League of Legends player in the world and this icon in South Korea. Uh, and, and frankly, just to be clear, like, you know, I think that esports is probably like, 10 times the size it is in, in the West, meaning Europe and in the United States. It's 10 times bigger than that in China and South Korea. Uh, they are far more advanced. There's a lot of reasons for that in terms of Internet infrastructure and access. You know, you can go to a cap- gaming cafe and pay $5 and play for three hours, um, with something you can't do here. Um, so it's a recreational activity there in a way that it is not in, in America. Um, and so, uh, yeah, in, so ESPN announced that they were going to start the department. Um, I was brought on about four months later, uh, as one of their writers, um, after they started the department and, uh, I've now been at ESPN as of a, a couple of weeks ago, four years now. And, um, 
we've grown a lot. When when I first started uh, at ESPN, our team was uh, three people. Um, we are now 13 people who focus on esports 50% or more of our day, and it's uh, it's it's hopefully only growing from here. You know, we uh, we're getting a lot of support in this time right now, obviously because. Uh, we are You're the only game in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way, and and we're we're operating mostly normally, right? So like a lot of our leagues have moved online, but the ability that they can even move online in first in the first place, because a lot of them are played offline during the normal season, but the fact that they can even be played online in the first place is a huge deal. Um, so it wasn't like it wasn't like it was all over when all of this happened. It was just you know we have to change things up, and people's plans and goals got changed, but it it wasn't over. And so I think, um, you know, we're getting a lot of support. I'm very thankful for that. Um, A lot of eyeballs on us and a lot of eyeballs on esports, I I hope, for the positive uh, moving forward. So um, I'm certainly interested to sort of see how this global pandemic, which is really sad, and and I really feel for a lot of the people who are struggling right now. I'm curious, though, to see how it affects uh, esports, given the lack of live sports, as I mentioned. I know you said you weren't all that familiar with the the MLB game, but – Major League Baseball, you don't even have to be a, a big-time fan to know yeah. they, they've desperately tried to figure out a way to reach a younger audience. That's con- I mean, it's been something since I was part of the younger audience that they've been trying to, and that was a long time ago. Do you think that this is a way, by you know streaming these kind of games and getting players involved, that they could actually maybe hit on something here? Maybe I, you know, among the top four sports leagues in North America, I usually say, and because a lot of them have been trying to do esports even before this, mm-hmm. um, I would say the one that has done it the best is the NBA. Um, more than half the NBA teams are, uh, I believe it's like twenty-one or twenty twenty-two NBA teams participate in the NBA Two K League, which is a league in um, in uh, it's been playing been played in Long Island City, but they just got a lease in Manhattan. Um, to uh, continue playing, this will be their. Uh, this is their current third season right now, um, and obviously they've suspended that and tried to figure out how to do it online. Those aren't, they're in the process of that, but the NBA has done a great job. There's uh, twenty, I believe, twenty-two NBA teams in that league, and then outside of that, because really the sports, the sports simulator titles, NBA Two K, Madden, MLB The Show, FIFA. They're small fish in a very giant pond relative to the esports industry. They don't get a lot of viewers compared to League of Legends or Counter-Strike or Overwatch or Call of Duty um, or Dota 2. Um, But, uh, you know, the sports leagues are trying. But I would say the NBA has done the best job. The NHL has done a little bit below them. um, But doing an okay job uh, with the NHL game. Uh, And then I would say the NFL and then the MLB. The MLB is probably the the lagging lagging behind the most uh, is the MLB. So. Um, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, I think they're all going to try to do something now, given what's happening. Um, but also like the infrastructure doesn't necessarily exist there. That's part of the reason those games aren't very big is because, uh, the, the infrastructure to play competitive play, fair play, uh, is, is not very good on those games. Uh, it's not, they've, they've focused a lot more towards the casual gamer rather than the hardcore competitive gamer. Interesting. Hey, Jacob Wolf covers esports for ESPN. Thanks for a couple of minutes. And, uh, Gordon and I, even though we're, we're, we're way, <laughs> we're way past 23, are watching, uh, the MLB the show and we're, we're checking out and we'll monitor some esports and hopefully you'll join us again down the line. Yeah. Thank you for calling. And, uh, yeah, any, anytime. Yeah. You know how to get me. So, uh, I'll, I'm more than happy to appear whenever you need me. Excellent, Thanks, Jacob. Jacob. Thank you. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.